This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Wait a second. This isn't Wednesday night. That's right. Leo's taking the week off. Uh, so I'm Powerful Brandon, uh, also known as Brandon Powers. Uh, he asked me to come in and fill in his space to to hang out with these guys on Splash Pages Comic Book Club, uh, where we're going to talk about uh, an excellent story tonight, uh, Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk. Uh, very few and far between, as it turns out, that the Ultimate Comics were any good, and this is definitely one that falls into that good category. Uh, we'll also talk about, you know, some odds and ends out there in the in the dork world. Find out some fun stuff that maybe just happened today, even. Uh, and to get things going, we're going to go around and just have everyone say, hey, so uh, Velvet Joker, how's it hanging, man? It's going great. Hey, everybody, it's Tuesday night. You know what that means. Splash pages. Your man, Velvet Joker, a.k.a. Rich Davis, a.k.a. the throwback king here. On the award-winning splash pages of Comic Book Club, and it's uh, it's eight o'clock. Do you know what that means? We got dork news. We got a cool story, and not only do we have a cool story, but we have one of the foremost experts on the Ultimate Marvel Universe here tonight. I think you know who he is. But instead of that guy, let's go to Drew. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be back. It's been two weeks. Since Was that that your point? <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph, Jeremy. <laughs> Don't you have something to harvest? Uh, yeah. Yes, I really do. So, <laughs> I'm glad to be back. We're talking about a great book in the ultimate history lineage. I'm very excited. And um, I'm older now that I've seen you all. I had my birthday yesterday, so whoop, 30, whoop, whoop. everything hurts. So, happy, happy, birthday. happy birthday and technically you're older every single time somebody sees you from the last time. Hey Jeremy, how's it going, buddy? It's going fantastic. Yeah. All right, is that is that it? We we good? <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's all he's got to say. All right. Yes. Well, no, that's, that's I'm sorry, but I'm uh, my cat is going through 
through turmoil right now. He he may have a tick or may not. I don't know. That sounds like quite the catastrophe. It does. Uh, oh, it's stop. gone. Get out. It's only been 12 minutes we started. Get out. All right. Yeah, it's been real, gang. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's a short show. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah. You guys... Uh, you guys want to talk about anything in particular that you may have come across recently? Um, should we set it off with um, the biggest thing or should we leave that for last? Let's just let's just get to the biggest thing because that's certainly it, it, it just happened. Well, I whole. had a tuna sandwich earlier today. I mean, the that's biggest thing fantastic. in the dork world. Was it I am... We don't care. <laughs> I mean, some pickles? people might care. Celery, thought, onions, tell us. I mean, now that he's brought it up, large. I'm like, you're saying tuna it was, was like, was it like tuna or tuna salad? Like, did it you was have mayo mix? Salad. It was okay. definitely a tuna salad, and it had uh, tomato and lettuce, and it was on a big hoagie bread kind of thingy. I'm like, oh, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. It, it actually never. So actually you made happened. a you made a sandwich like Shaggy and Scooby Doo would. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I'm down with that. I get it. <laughs> it. It's been a long day out in the barn. Yeah, or days. At least you had a giant tuna salad sub to get you through it. Yes, my TV broke. If only though. we were sponsored by or Subway. Or not my TV. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll just have to stick with that really delicious coffee instead. Deadly Crowns, which I gotta say, Deadly I love that commercial. Crowns. But for crying out loud, like we need a new one. If only they could have figured out something to rhyme with deadly. <laughs> you know, like once, you, like once you go deadly. You'll be so awake you won't go back to Bedley. I don't. I got nothing. I mean, that's the best I can. You'll be jamming out the medleys. I mean, let's let's, maybe they should just start calling all of their fans caffeines. (laughs) It goes straight to your headley. Oh, oh yeah. There we yeah. Leave it. Leave it to you. Leave it to you. Uh, Drew, Drew, you want you want to break the big news as we're pontificating here? Yes, thank you. Are you caffeines? Um, (laughs) So. The big news, everybody, is that it is official. We've had news about Houston. Hello, Billy. Um, Hey, Billy Jones from Houston. Hi from all of us here at Splash Pages. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for Um, checking in, man. Basically, let's not mince words. We've had news about Deadpool 3. Ryan Reynolds has finally spoken out about it. He didn't really reveal much except one of the biggest things that has the entire nerd world so pumped, even more than they already were that Hugh Jackman is strongly, most likely going to reappear as Wolverine for this third outing, already going to be directed by Free Guy director uh, Sean Levy. And honestly, I am so pumped um, just because seeing Hugh as Wolverine is one thing, but having finally having Deadpool sharing this, uh, the screen with, with Hugh's Wolverine is just going to be so hilarious. In the MCU, so, no less. Yeah, yeah. So you. it's going to end with the Hulk, right? Yes, it has. To yeah, be. I it mean, interesting that you say that because um, I, you know, I've, I've long checked out on the, uh, well, I shouldn't say check out, not like I don't care. I mean, I've always checked on the status of certain things over the years, like ever since the Hollywood Heroes section of Wizard Magazine was a thing. Right. And uh, I absolutely love comic book movie news like all the way through and one thing that's always been an issue for the hulk as i'm sure a lot of people out there know is that uh universal 
held rights um, primarily for for distribution and solo outings of the character. That's yeah. the reason why he can show up in like team up movies. As long as it doesn't feature the Hulk as the main character, it's good mm-hmm. to go. Uh, but apparently the options to those rights uh, are closing out. And hey. that's why I assume that we've all watched She-Hulk. Yeah, I believe it's within the year. Yeah, I'm pretty pass. sure that it's it's within this fiscal year mm-hmm. that um, the rights are going to fully revert back to Marvel. And that's why they're seeding, doing something along the lines of, of World War Hulk. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's a very strong possibility that we could see the Hulk go up against, you know, Wolverine. One of those characters at some point. Uh, I will say though, I I think bringing Hugh Jackman back for this one. First of all, you notice the date that it's stated, right? Yeah, nine twenty something of twenty twenty four. Yeah, that's still within the contracts of all the people who were in the other X-Men movies for 20th century Fox, their, their options don't expire until 2025. Mm -hmm. That's why if they want to use Wolverine at that point in time, they actually have to use Hugh Jackman because nobody else can play him contractually until 2025. Wow. The immediate question that comes to my head, Brandon Mm -hmm. is, what version of Wolverine would Hugh Jackman play? Because we already know Deadpool is messing around with the timeline. Here's here's the thing. I think the answer to your question is yes. <laughs> I like that. Wonderful. Well, indeed, so GI, they can possibilities are possible. Well, that's exa- I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly the thought I had as well. Was oh, wait a minute what they like just touched upon with jumping around in time in the second movie, mm-hmm. Deadpool two, the second one, mm-hmm. uh, they could very easily play with that and, or the multiverse, especially via breaking the fourth wall, the way Deadpool oh, yeah. does. Mm-hmm. And we can see like a few different iterations of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Wouldn't be surprised if you get an animated version of Wolverine popping up. Yes. That's the case. That was one of my favorite things of the new, the latest, the last Exile series. They had a cartoon. Here's, I, I do I do think, though, that they might subvert it just because it's Ryan Reynolds and everyone would be, you know, if if there's any sort of clamoring whatsoever about animated Wolverine from, an, you know, from that standpoint, people are going to mm-hmm. say, oh, my God, it's going to be like X-Men, you know, 92 seven. or whatever. Seven. Thank you. I always do that. Um, gotcha. I think they would actually make new animation due to the fact that they are now with Disney and they mm-hmm. might likely go with X Babies Wolvie version uh, of Wolverine. Yes. I, I would not doubt that for a second. Uh, like, first thought I had. So, this is the one cameo I'd like to say. And if Ryan Reynolds, you do this, I'll be so happy if Steven Bloom is in the movie as himself. And he just randomly runs into Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. I'd be like Wolverine and Wolverine on the screen at the same time. I would die. I would, especially if he said something where he gets to use his Wolverine voice. 
Like if he, if basically, if one calls each other Bub, I'm done. <laughs> you know, messing with the wrong guy, Bub. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clearly Canadian. You can't tell. Exactly. <laughs> Not morph. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sucker in gutter trash. Um, you know, um, be slim. <laughs> So that's a lot of fun speculation just about that it, announcement. It, it alone. is. And they clearly know what they're doing. And I trust it. And it was definitely in line of everything. And honestly, it's something to look forward to uh, that I'm very much, like Brandon said, I'm looking forward to very much. So I just, like, oh, my God. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. I mean, even if even if you're not, the world's biggest Deadpool and or Wolverine mm-hmm. fan. Just the idea of these two characters that have been brought over due to the mm-hmm. merger, the purchase of 20th Century Fox by Disney slash Marvel. Right. I mean, that's a big deal. And to see two very popular characters come up in what's clearly going to be an event movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's geekgasm right there. It is, and and especially because again, uh, Hugh will always be remembered as Wolverine. I mean, when I saw him in uh, the Music Man, they listed that in his his bio. You'd <laughs> have to, you know. And the same thing with with you can say whatever you want about Ryan Reynolds. He's done a lot of great movies, a lot of funny, but Deadpool, he just nailed. He he got it. And it was perfect. Um, I'm also partial to Van Wilder, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, same here. But um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is the theory that Van Wilder is Deadpool. I knew it. I but, mean, but, I would be very interested. I'll I'll check that out on YouTube later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can totally run down that rabbit hole. Listen, oh, that's my life, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. No, it's fine. Write that down. Um, <laughs> Write that down. Remember, write that down. I don't have a pen. Remember that then. Remember that. Um, but I mean, it, it's definitely that. I mean, again, Marvel has been, I feel Marvel lately has been dropping some really good news because you you have that and then something else that we can kind of segue into the very highly anticipated uh, Wakanda Forever, the Black Panther sequel. Um, it's speaking been, of mutants. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of mutants. You know, the fact that Namor, we're finally going to get to see the live action Namor for the first time ever. And technically, he is Marvel's first mutant, you know, um, and it's just like I see him. And honestly, again, don't really care that he doesn't look like he does in the com. I mean, this we get this every time there's a new <laughs> character. I think he looks great. And the fact that Rich, I mean, we talked about this before the show. That mm-hmm. they're acknowledging that he's a mutant. Yeah. You know, which is, uh, which is also geek asm news, so for sure. Yeah, maybe we should change that up. Maybe dorkgasm. Yeah, dork. <laughs> there you go. Dorkgasm. Haven. Um but it's that, and then it's like small things. Like I know they've stated that he's no longer the ruler of Atlantis. It's like the Mesoamerican Atlantis. I'm not even going to pronounce it because I know I'm going to say it wrong. And that's just me knowing that I mispronounce things all the time. Like the that, Honestly, a lot of the stuff from, from Mayan and Aztec um, like 
culture, it, it is very difficult at a glance yeah. to to just Teoct- like know how to pronounce it. Yeah, Teoctlin. I whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I've been saying Quetzalcoatl for one of the gods' names for years, and I'm I'm like ninety nine point three percent certain that is absolutely incorrect. Yeah, but he's basically basically he's the ruler of the Mesoamerican version of Paradise, which thus when Wakanda is revealed to the world, being the technological utopia that it is made out to be, basically Namor's like, oh, I'm sorry, you. You've taken away my my shine. And as we know, one of Namor's biggest weaknesses is always his ego. So <laughs> we don't throw down. Um, that and alcohol. <laughs> yes. Imperious Rex. That and why, Sue Storm, did you marry him? Um, you know, that was that was always a thing. All right, we need Namor's help. Sue, you go and ask. You know. <laughs> why? He likes you. Just do it. Just do it. Hey, 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 wear that blouse. You know the one. <laughs> not the see-through one. Sue, I'm not even going to go there. Okay. Sue, Sue, whenever Everything you wear it, it's through. see-through. Sue, Sue, remember when you were became Malice? Yeah, that outfit. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so why don't I just throw two pieces of gum and a fucking shoestring at her? Christ, on a cracker. Jeez. But um, so that, that's pretty exciting. Um. Like, again, Marvel's been doing I don't really know a lot from DC. I know that they pushed. Well, on, on the DC front, um, my friend, um, mm-hmm. for those who have just finished Harley Quinn, the season finale, right. and you know what happened at the end of that season, that mm-hmm. storyline is now going to continue on Webtoon's Bat Family season two. Cool. So that's interesting. And uh, consider it's coinciding with the uh, 30th anniversary of uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, All live the Queen. Are are they uh, doing another season of Harley Quinn? Do we know? Yes, it has. Been. Oh yeah, yeah. It got it okay. got it up. got renewed. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy about yeah. that. No, Jeremy, I understand the hesitancy because it appears that any DC project that they had in the works yeah. or anything, anything well, is nothing is safe. I'm wondering about New Gods. I'm like, is it still a go? Anybody? Like I, the one that Ava DuVernay was going yeah, to be doing? That, I don't believe so. I don't know. Jeremy, that, that got <laughs> Yeah, that, that got axed. A, a I, I saw ago. something on, on Brendan Fraser possibly being the century in the MCU. Real quick. His name is Brendan Fraser. <laughs> and the only reason I, I say that is because I remember on Comedy Central years ago when he was on The Daily Show with Craig Kilborn. That's mm-hmm. really dangerous wow, out there. Yeah, they did. They used a snippet of him uh, introduced, like saying like, hey, you're watching Comedy Central while he was doing the interview. Right. And uh, he actually says in it like, hi, you're watching Comedy Central. And my name is Brendan Fraser, not Fraser. Fraser, I will kill you. And that was like, that was it. Was like, Fraser, if I ever meet him, okay. Fraser, Brendan Fraser. Got Good. it. Because just like your words, I've been saying that wrong all my life and I love his yep. words. Fraser. Yeah. yeah, it's only because I heard him say it like he drove the point home. I'm like, okay, clearly it bugs him when people say Fraser. I can imagine. Yeah, I've so, heard like the billionth time, but like, dude. Listen, 
He didn't slam into all those trees for us to say his <laughs> name wrong. So, well, I mean, we tried telling him in song to watch out for the trees. Nope, he's he illiterate. never listened. Nope, it's a cartoon. But um, cartoon. but, no, but him is. is this him is the sentry. I mean, that could be interesting because the, uh, the, I mean, the I heroes love, forgetting about him. I I yeah. love the the original miniseries that Paul Jenkins did with jay yeah um we actually just covered it uh where it's going to be an upcoming episode of comics paradox um because technically if you think it is sort of an alternate reality that's it is what we do you know um as much as i i mean i absolutely love that story and i do really like brendan fraser as well i just don't know that he he could meet the physical demands of that role it's very big and that well i know i remember reading an interview about a year and a half ago uh where he talks about like all the back issues back problems he's had over the years especially from doing a, a lot of the stunts and what have you and and just general working out beating his body up uh mm-hmm. for years when he was at like the height of his popularity yeah. so I think if you're going to have somebody in that role, it's going to be a role that will eventually be folded into the MCU if it were made. And that might be a little bit too much for Brendan Fraser to take on, you know, considering his, his health issues and his, his age at this point. And to tack onto that, I'm sorry. I think we, we need to kind of put a cap on these god tier superheroes in the MCU, there's yeah. so many. Oh, I don't want the Sentry in the MCU. I'll 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 be perfectly blunt yeah. about that. I it, I actually think he works better as a comic book character altogether. Yeah, and on, on top of it, to be quite honest, like if they're gonna do if they're gonna do the Sentry, that we need to see the Sentry that we saw all through like Bendis's Avengers run and whatnot, just losing his shit like he did in Siege, and just god tier problem like you need we need to see him literally turning into the void ripping apart aries you well, know we definitely I mean, dark avengers yeah. coming so it's not like it's not a possibility yeah you know honestly like the more the, we're talking about it now the more i think about it if they were to include the century into the marvel cinematic universe it would probably honestly be far more beneficial to do a Disney plus series to delve into the character and how the rest of the MCU, the rest of the Marvel universe was made to forget about him because of great. Yeah. That's totally awesome. Right. Do like, do like six episodes, like an hour a piece. Yeah. And there you go. And here's the thing, which is you could like two, three movies. Yeah. But you could honestly, and I know this might ruffle some some feathers, anybody listening, what have you, but I think if they left it at that, it would be perfect. Yeah. Because it would be so self-contained and it does, you know, acknowledge the fact that the century does exist and he did have this history with all these different characters and what have you. But then, but then by the end of the story, I mean you're back to you're back to zero oh. and we got what we wanted from you know, we got our entertainment value out of it. And technically, like I said, he's still there, but you can still move on with the MCU and it doesn't really yeah. affect anything. And then if and then if 
we ever see someone like Norman Osborn in the Marvel Universe, you get the Dark Avengers, you get all of that. You basically could set up for Siege, which would be just just a big event on its own. You know, that was huge. Yeah, Siege was the one where Asgard... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That's the one where the Dark and the regular Avengers... Yeah, and- no, I know, I collected and read the whole thing. It was so stupid. Yeah. Like, the fucking stack of comics for this one storyline was like literally i'm not i wish i was joking it was literally like this there's only the the only event that that was more was secret invasion because every but that was also years in the making so that made sense but yeah the siege tie-ins don't like yeah i got them all man it was not they they weren't all horrible no no (laughs) what a glowing review they weren't all horrible. Well, no, no. The one, Brandon, we, we can get this into on your other show. The one that was disappointing times was Fear Itself. That had such good promise, and then that went. Fair enough. Because by the end of it, you're like, who cares? Oh, <laughs> oh Thor's dead. Right. He's going to come back again, please. But listen, guys, we're not here to judge Marvel for its pros and cons, because there's so many, and we don't have that time. Um, but, but I do want to address one thing that I'm very excited about, and Jeremy can back me up on that, is we finally have more news about the upcoming Batman Spawn crossover comic mm. that's been literally six years. Thank you. The cat agrees with me. It's, um, it's a dog. That was a dog. It's a Frenchie. Look at that mushy like, face. Damn it. I'm a dog. That you were a cat. It's so cute. Love you. Um, I'm a dog's cat. <laughs> but uh, yes, I'm with you, Drew. Yeah, yeah, but the Batman Spawn crossover. I mean, Mc, I mean, McFarlane's been teasing us with this for literally six years. I mean, I remember when he released that image. It was both of them, and then in the back you had like a half of of uh, the clown, aka the Violator from Spawn and Joker. You're like, what? Yes, awesome, perfect, mm-hmm. and that it never went anywhere. Um, nope. But now. It's finally happening, 64 pages. McFarlane has been pumping the hell out of it. It's going to be him doing the... It's him. Yes, look at that Jason Fabuk cover. That is gorgeous. Like... Oh this fellow, he's the, he's the Batman with the symbol on? Okay, got it. Yes. <laughs> but um, it's 64 pages. McFarlane's doing the writing. Greg Capullo is returning the spawn again. So that's going to be fantastic. Um, and he also revealed that one of the main villains is going to be the Court of Owls, oh. um, which he said he wants to tie in an interview he had. McFarland said that he liked that idea because, you know, the Court of Owls has been present in Gotham for, you know, centuries, you know, that historicalness. He liked that idea because, as we've seen with Spawn, Al Simmons wasn't the only Spawn. There were hell Spawn mm-hmm. throughout the years. So that kind of juxtaposition could be really cool and could lead to some really interesting story ideas. I mean, again, the ideas are, are infamous. Um, I mean, it's going to come out in December, about $6.99 a pop. Um, the covers look pretty dope. And honestly, I'm very excited. I'm not really buying a lot of... of Drew, Drew it's, a one, it's a one-shot? It's going to be a one-shot. Okay. So, but 64 pages of premium Capullo artwork... That's that's a shut up and take my money. Um, especially considering the last time we've had 
their crossover was like in 96 and that was the second one because there was the one he did with frank miller which was very early spawn we're talking like early 90s then he did mm. there was one with chuck dixon and klaus jansen it was called batman uh spawn war games or something it was it was cool but it was eh, kind of forgettable and then yeah so it's been i think almost yeah it's been over 20 years almost 30 30 has he announced the matching toy line yet that will coincide around christmas time yes (laughs) yeah the operative word is definitely yet i will pick it up (laughs) i like (laughs) i like mcfarland toys i think they're dope um but cbr just uh yesterday or something posted an article about dc licensing all of its characters out uh i put it in the private chat i don't know if you see that branded oh thank you Uh, you. i'm like i gotta fucking look this bit of info up no 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 (laughs) i made sure to look it up first and make sure i wasn't just like having a a hazy daydream stroke (laughs) yeah like whoa i'm coming elizabeth I mean, I'm wicked excited because uh, Capulo is doing the art. I, I probably said that wrong. I say his last name wrong Capullo? all the time. Is that how it's said? Capulo, Capulo. The Capullo. art on which, Jeremy? Uh, Spawn, Batman, Batman, Spawn, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, whatever, whichever it goes in. Yeah. I, I've met the man enough times in my life. Uh, yeah, it's Capulo. Okay. But, um, yeah. It's Capullo? It's, yeah. But, okay. um, I've met him a few times. I met him before he was doing Batman, and like he was the nicest dude. And I haven't met him since because his lines are insane. Well, yeah, ever since he did the new Fifty Two Batman with Snyder, it's just dude. He did a sketch for my kid in 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 his little art book there of Batman before he was doing New Fifty Two. He was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be starting Batman soon." I'm like, "Really? I collect Batman. That's kind of cool. Are you doing the main book?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I I met him at NYCC, and um, he he was doing an interview. He didn't realize that we were waiting in line to talk to him. So he was doing this interview for like 10, 15 minutes, and he and then someone pointed out like, "Yeah, they're they've been waiting for you for like 20, 30 minutes." He felt so bad. He had these, he had this sketch that he had pre-done that he signed. Like he gave everyone a line sketch. It was signed and everything. It was the Bat Rogues wearing like faux Halloween costumes, oh. masks, and um, and whatnot. And this is also before he did Batman. I still have it on my wall, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And it's just like a, a basic, you know, pencil sketch. It's not inked or anything, but it's so. It's again, it's. Yeah, Capullo doing Batman before Scott Snyder's son drew me a really poor sketch of some kind of like Mario stuff while I was getting books signed by Snyder, Mm -hmm. and I kept it. (laughs) One day I'm gonna go back and see him and be like, "Look what you did when you were like six. I'm that creepy old guy." (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I could tell when you approached. Thanks, Jeremy. That was really great. But so yeah, that that's coming up. I'm really excited about that. Um, also, another another couple books that are out now that I really definitely want to hype because I've actually been reading. Um, deceased New Gods. It's the final chapter in Tom Taylor's Deceased. It's been great. It's two issues in, and holy shit, that's going to be a hell of an ending. I'm very excited. Um, Brandon, I know we were talking that you had read. I believe it's the first Deceased, and then. The Unkillables, which was from the the villains' perspective, both of them are yeah. great. 
Dead Planet, which was the sequel, is awesome as well. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I think I also all, read I mean, Dead Planet, actually, now that, now that you say it. I think I read that. Yeah, that, that was great. Yeah, the whole thing, but that's great. And then Rich, um, they're still continuing the story from uh, Batman White Knight. They're still doing the Beyond story. They did a oh. two-part series that was about the Red Hood. Their version explaining, like, kind of filling in the gaps from when he, the, he kind of revealed to the Joker who Batman was and didn't get killed to his events of beyond. It was a two-parter. It's really great. I got to really say, check, check hey, that out. Just, just quick. Leo checked in. Hugh Jackman's back. Just wanted to share heading back to the cave. Thanks, Leo. You should have watched the show. Cause we went over that like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Why don't you Don't hop back in your fucking DeLorean, travel back 36 minutes. You join the conversation, Mr. Hond. <laughs> well, that's why I'm wearing this hat. It's like, okay, everybody. All right, we're going to put on the time circuits. <laughs> oh, man, this is heavy. Back to 1996. There's that yeah. word again. Is something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull in the future? <laughs> well, especially because back when Leo was doing the videos, he had his pre-recorded, so he put it. All right, I'm going to set the time circuits on, and we're going to go back and you know, channel my inner Sophia. It was like, it was 2005, you know, and I'm just like, I, yeah. I thought that was funny when he did that. Yeah, you it was know. great. I mean, that's that. why I was like, in, 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 in tribute to, I don't know why he doesn't still do that because he does everything else because he needs a rest. Because if no, we could no, no. own him more, more. more, but, but, um, I think he yeah. should just come to my house and help me out in the barn. He would get so much peace and re relaxation yeah and and if you have any snakes in the barn i'll take care of them too so no hey, snakes at all yeah you just have just, to supply him with, you just have to supply him with income that is the only problem jeremy oh uh he could probably sell some of the stuff i right <laughs> uh, and then we'll get rasta leo <laughs> yo so speaking of Jeremy, I need to talk to you after the show because I'm my supply is running low. Oh yeah, and and cracker guys, and also Jeremy, yeah, yeah. I think well, I have I, I might have made you some business here because some some people I don't sell I, yes because we we, we love gummy I, bears. Gummy bears are delicious. I'm partial to Haribo. Deadly grounds coffee. Deadly <laughs> grounds coffee. Once you go no. deadly, you you Jeremy. Uh, we'll talk after the show, but you um, never go deadly. I, but um, back to what we were talking about, because you know we're getting lost in the tangents. That is part of Splash Pages. Um, oh, Tangent Comics from DC was a fun story. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, segway. But no, those, wrong segue. Wrong segue. God damn it. <laughs> but those are two, I guess, books that I definitely want to hype right now. Uh, they're pretty great. Um, Saga is still going. Everybody, please. Oh, my God. Please Saga. read Saga. What's Please, if there's one comic book you are just ever going to read, let it's it be Saga for agreed. real. Is that for DC, real. Marvel, Independent? So What's image. image, image, image. Brian K. Vaughn, Brian K. Vaughn, and Fiona Staples. It's they're, a it's a sci-fi totally fantasy new, new storyline, new characters. Uh, about five years, seven. Yeah, years? well, they took a like two year break in between the middle yeah. of the series. Yeah. They oh. they said from the onset that this whole series is going to be 108 issues, and they mm -hmm. stopped at issue 54 and took a couple of years off, and then they just started back up again in and, and, the beginning and, of this year. And and it's just as great as we remember. 
Yeah, it's a it's a sci-fi fantasy epic, a saga, and like holy yeah. shit! Like I bought it because I like Brian K. Vaughn. I've read several books by him, and mm-hmm. he's yet to disappoint me. And, and I did pick it up a little cautiously. I was like, "All right, Mister Vaughn, let's. I'll give this a shot because it's you, pal." And, and then I finished the first issue, and I was like, "Hey, Dara, we have a new book series to read. Isn't that fun?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, there you go. My, my wife and, reads it too. She loves it. And fun fact, Brian K. Vaughn did some, some work in the Ultimate Universe. That's so true. It's part of what we're, we're going to discuss tonight. Um, and, and I was, uh, I, I, we for once actually had this story picked at the end of last episode. And oh, so nice. I, I breezed through this storyline. It was a great storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but in being excited about reading the Hulk, I got interested in checking out the Maestro miniseries that have come out over the last couple of years. That's a Peter David movie, right? Yeah, Peter David, who crafts a great story and sort of origin and back uh, mm-hmm. story to uh, the whole Maestro Future Imperfect series. And at the yeah. end of that third series, it's not Maestro. It, it Maestro. 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 It's Maestro. I always say Maestro. Maestro. I don't know why I do that. Heather was making fun of me last night. Okay. But, I was uh, at the end like, of the third series, it ties back hurting. to the beginning of Future Imperfect. So, Peter David, wow, brilliant. I like first Future Imperfect. Well, so, uh, Future I, I highly suggest reading those three. It's uh, Maestro. Love those books. I um, Maestro. Uh, Maestro. Maestro. Fine, Maestro. I'm going to say, because you say Maestro. You mean, you say my you say, Sister Mary Francis, say the word. <laughs> you know what? Well, in the stories, they also have the UFOs and have this like, it's UFOs. I'm like, no, this group is called the UFOs. It's true. It's the UFOs. It's true. I'll have some quesadillas. What? <laughs> you mean a quesadilla, sir? <laughs> Well, the definitely running joke is we, we're butchering names. We're butchering everything tonight. Oh, we yeah, lost the host. Oh, no. We lost powerful <laughs> oh, Brandon. Oh, oh, look how powerful he is. Back just like that. Like, oh, that was me. Okay, what like the that. deuce? To me, it looked like all of you. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but, no, but, but, no, I agree with you, Rich. Future Imperfect was a great storyline. I mean, two issues, and him and George Perez just nailed it. And anytime you've seen Maestro... And the best part is we've seen different versions of him throughout Marvel. Like there was one version that showed up in Spider-Man 2099. There was another one that showed up in the Old Man Logan storyline. Um, he's a great Hulk villain. Yeah, just because of, David wrote him is. so dark in this. So dark, Drew. Well, yeah, because the thing that I love is that DC, not DC, Marvel trusts Peter David enough to literally kind of fill in the blanks of this which is probably one of the darkest versions of the hulk we've ever seen and i'm sorry peter david is is still one of the best writers marvel's ever had uh i very rarely have ever been disappointed in something of his i've read like it's always funny and engaging and just it he, he never everybody feels real he never really shies from the darkness he embraces his characters personally rich if you really enjoyed that i recommend giving his x factor a shot that's always been one of my favorite X books. And, uh, you know, he's Captain great. Marvel was absolutely amazing. It was. And, and again, even his, his run on Aquaman, you know, say what you want about Aquaman. He did some great stuff with, you know, good old hook hand era Aquaman. Was that new 52? Uh, no, that was the nineties. Yeah. 
That one's pretty good. But Let's make everybody Bowl. extreme. Yeah. Don't forget, in his Super Bowl, pretty good too. So, um, I got a fun story about Peter David and Aquaman after the show. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Um, oh gonna boy! Lose, someone's gonna lose a hand. I can tell. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but back to the Ultimate Universe. I mean, when you guys suggested this, I was like, yes. Now, now, Drew, there's a story behind this because this took years. Yes, and I can I can answer all of that. So essentially, uh, the, the story written by Damien Lindelof, who we know is, I guess, one of the main writers of Lost, uh, did the story. And it started off in 2005. It was supposed to be a bi-monthly series, you know, same inch, six issues, but there was a lot of delays, and it appears that most of the delays were due to Lennel Francis Yu, the artist, um, primarily because he was doing the main series of Secret Invasion at that time. And as we know, because uh, if you've ever read Secret Invasion, not only a big book, but it's a lot of lot of work. And Lennel really, sh- I mean, the story you can say what you will about the storyline. Lennel's artwork has been solid the entire time. It's just the splash pages, the, the big one panels. Lennel just does a great job. Look so at that imagery that we're looking at right there on the screen. His art is beautiful. Is yeah. when, when, he, when he was finally done, blown away. They they, uh, they re-released the stuff. I think like 2008, like late 2008. They re-released the first two issues that came out in 06 because you got to catch everybody up. And basically everything was done, I want to say like mid-2009. So this did take a couple of years. And it's also interesting because I feel like it's about where this story takes place in the Ultimate Universe. Um, Because it takes place during the events of Ultimates 2. Um, Which is interesting because, again, if you're an Ultimate fan like me, you know where that comes from. Oh, nice background there, Brandon. Um, Knowing half the battle. Oh, you saw you saw that. Sorry. Oh yes. <laughs> fine. I was like, wow, what a good background there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I again, Brandon said something that's very true. The Ultimate Universe. As much as I love it, it was very inconsistent. There were a lot of good stories, but there were also ones that Sorry. were just okay to being sometimes bad because the point of the ultimate universe was it was a modern reimagining of characters without the years of continuity so you didn't have all that history boggling down you could start fresh and since it was a parallel universe you could do you could take the characters in new directions you know um and that was thanks to brian michael bendis and mark bagley with the Ultimate Spider-Man, that was thanks to Mark Millar and Brian Hitch, the Ultimates, and then Millar, who also relaunched the X-Men, which I know Brandon was a big fan of, the Ultimate X-Men that he did with uh, Adam Kubert in the beginning, and then had a bunch of other artists, Kare Andrews, David Finch, a lot of greats. Um, but yeah, it's it, 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 there was a point that the Ultimate Universe was outselling Marvel. You it know, was awesome. It, 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 it Jeremy, was really were you raising awesome. your hand before? 
I was just saying that this is like one of the few stories of the ultimates I've read, and now I kind of want to read more of the ultimates. Jeremy, I will hook you up. Yeah, ultimates one and two are great stories. Jeremy, I will make you a list. I want to like slam some books down because this was fun. Hold on, you've so you've never even read like the ultimates before, Jeremy? No, no. Oh my god! No, I, I, I was big DC. I'm not like a huge Marvel aficionado. I dip yeah, my but, toes, you know, like I, yeah, I, I go where good stories are. I sniff those out, you know. Jeremy, I'm telling you, look up the first story arc for Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimates, and Ultimate X-Men. I swear you won't be disappointed. Like, especially Ultimate Don't Spider-Man. go any farther than that. <laughs> That's where you yeah. stop. Now, now, you Drew, see the word ultimatum, you stop reading. Ultimate <laughs> X-Men. Is that when they made uh, Peter, they really pushed him being an artist? Um, and a painter, Brandon. God, not really. No, right? Maybe I'm thinking of a different storyline. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think don't... so. Because that—that's the one where first thing Wolverine is taller. He's not. He's like Hugh Jackman height. Yeah, in that. I mean, that was done because of the movies. Popular. Yeah, exactly. Well, because Mark Millar, the the writer for that, his only uh, exposure to the X Men was a few stories he had read back in the day and the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. So all the X-Men are a little different. They're younger. Um, the relationships are totally different. Uh, their costumes are kind of more... Essentially, if you remember X-Men Evolution, it's kind of... That's what inspired... Yeah, that's... that's season. Yeah, more muted. And they have like a functionality to them. Yeah, like sort of... Sort of the same idea of them wearing like black leather in the first X Men movie. Yeah, um, but it's it's all great. I mean, honestly, the Ultimate Universe. I always recommend it to people who want to get into Marvel because the stories were were it was they were a wonderful collaboration of of writer and artist. The stories just shone, you know, and, and it was I, super refreshing, like you said before, Drew, that. Uh, they didn't have the back history, so you were going into them like, okay, this is Wolverine, but this isn't. The you're same. learning about him now because he's different. Oh yeah, and 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 people have made the arguments that the Ultimate Wolverine is is in some way darker than his mainstream counterpart, and there were definitely some moments where he was very, he Brandon, you back me up, he was very villainous. That Logan did not give a fuck. Yeah, he, I mean, well, just shorthanded. I he was a dick. Understand. He I really, couldn't understand his motive yeah. here where he was just like, I'm still going to kill him. Oh, yeah. And like, and, well, and, well, just the beginning of this, how they're setting this up, um, you, you know, you, you you see poor Wolverine's already like ripped in half. Yeah. And there's a lot of flashes. That was freaking awesome. Back and forth in time and history, but essentially. And I love how uh, they even explain that. They don't tell you in this, but but somehow Hulk has killed 800 people in New York. And obviously you need to read other storylines to know where and why that happened. They definitely heavily reference that. And it's really nice that Dave Neiman Lindelof clearly did his homework. And because you have references to the previous storylines, like you like nothing there is is there out of chance. Like you have like like the Freddie Prince Jr. later. That's a reference to the first book. The yeah, whole stuff. The, the, the ultimates. The ultimates, yeah. yeah. That is but, so good. That but art. 
I, I mean, as, as much as I do love the storyline, I mean, the real gem, in my opinion, is the artwork. Lennel, every page is stunning. It's beautiful. You know, like, like just flat out gorgeous the way that yeah, he draws. And, and Wolverine discovers that his legs have been thrown four yeah, miles up away the up the mountain. And <laughs> yeah. he basically has to crawl his ass up because it would take way too long to grow new legs versus... I I actually chuckled when I when I read that like on this page when he's like when he just goes four miles <laughs> through my legs four miles yeah well, that's right through he cusses a lot four of miles like oh, yeah. he says it to himself <laughs> numerous times as he's clawing his way up the mountain he's just like well they and, ain't gonna grow themselves back Logan <laughs> and then Fury. and then you know. There, there's there's so much in six issues they do so much with it and that's why i've always said that this was really more one of like brandon you said this is more one of the the better ones mm-hmm. versus some of the other um ultimate storylines which i have to say despite what some of the creators wanted to do they were very forgettable because yeah uh, yeah especially yeah. after you get past the initial run of creators that came on board with the ultimate comics label um when you when you pat like when you no longer have mark miller millar mark mm-hmm. miller sorry mark miller um or you know brian michael bendis doing mm-hmm. what have you and you start bringing in your like jeff Loeb's, that's when you start to see problems arise <laughs> in that whole line <laughs> we're not gonna <clears throat> okay moving on <laughs> oh really i mean we're gonna talk about the ultimate line we're gonna talk warts and all man now, now was the ultimate universe the first integration of the samuel l jackson uh, yes. nick fury character first, first iteration of it um yes because samuel jackson actually it, no it, it's it's all he's never made any bones about the fact that he loves and reads comic books like since forever before it was cool to do it Samuel right. Jackson was like, "Oh yeah, you can always find me at Golden Apple Comics. Like I'm there all the time." Like he made no bones about it. Yeah, uh, and they knew that he was a fan. Uh, Mark Miller and uh, was it Brian Hitch? Brian Hitch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they actually reached out to Samuel Jackson through Marvel, and they were like, "Hey, listen, like this is just going to be like a fun cheeky thing, but would you be okay if we made Nick Fury in this new like updated Avengers book we're doing?" It's like hard nose and takes place in modern day. We have him look like you. Like if we have it be very similar to how you look. And he was like, basically, he was like, hell yeah, motherfucker, go right ahead. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, and that's that... that's how it went down. Like he was, you know, didn't didn't license his likeness or anything like that. And it worked to his advantage because when push came to shove and they decided to do the little nudge nudge wink wink which ended up birthing the mcu at the end of iron man's credits they reached out to nick fury to to play that you know it's it was just supposed to be like a fun wink and nod to to the fanboys out there and here he is now playing nick fury for how many years and in how many different projects oh absolutely uh, financially beneficial for him yeah Mm -hmm. and he's going to be reprising that in the new secret invasion miniseries which we'll get to that another show I think um, he'll probably be the only actor that'll be able to hold on to his role for the next 20 years. Pretty much. Well, and then on top of it, you know, it, 
it's just it's such a a great it's just the whole the, the, the ultimate universe became the blueprint for the mcu there's so much of the ultimate universe there like the way that thor looks the way that the team operates um i mean the way that tom holland spider-man is it's very ultimate spider-man Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they even they even took um, Miles Morales's friend Genki Mm -hmm. from from Ultimate Spider-Man and turned him into Ned in the MCU movies. Yeah. And um, and again, even with this, you know, we know who Jen Walters and, 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 and Betty Ross is. But in this universe, she's just a scientist who wants to tinker with the serum. And she's Banner's ex girlfriend who in this universe has a really tragic connection to the Hulk, who in this universe is a raging, gigantic uh, murderer and psychopath who does is not afraid to eat people. Well, uh, I think it's also important to uh, to note that <clears throat> aside from Nick Fury uh, getting hit, you know, Samuel Jackson, uh, you know, giving them basic permission to use his likeness uh, and then playing the character that's not the only thing they decided to like pull specifically thematically from the ultimate comics. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and that is everything that happens with the ultimates and a lot of the, the super um, well, I shouldn't say superhero, but a lot of the mutates uh, as opposed to mutants, you know, mutates people who gained their powers through like an accident or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, is that they all are kind of tied into the super, the super soldier super. project project right. rebirth and right. that's something that the mcu has done as well uh yeah. especially with the incredible hulk that's yeah. why bruce banner becomes the hulk in this is because he was actually kind of doing what they imply to be the same thing in the movies is that he mm-hmm. took the super soldier serum that dr erskine made and they were still trying. It's not the serum that's the issue. It's they never figured out the Vitarays process that activates it. Right. And because Bruce Banner was a, a an expert in gamma radiation, he figured gamma was the key. And so he injected himself with the serum, and then yeah. doused and, himself with gamma rads. And and don't forget, he injected himself with his own Hulk serum again. You know, because yes. in this universe, Bruce was already the Hulk. You know, he was already the Hulk. He was already, you know, still working with S.H.I.E.L.D., keeping everything hush-hush. Again, that's all ultimate stuff, which if you're just like Jeremy below me, you've never read that stuff, please. Yeah, do yourself yourself a favor. Worth it. But back to this story, you know, this is a different way to interpret the, essentially, the Wolverine-Hulk rivalry. You know, he's tasked by Fury to take him out because, as you've seen, the Hulk was executed for his crimes, but it yeah, didn't they, they nuked him. They nuked right. him and he survived. Right. He did. He survived, which would later tie into events of Ultimates 2, which, again, kids, please read and get through it. It's amazing. Um, so, he, so this is them saying we need to save face because if people find out he's alive, that makes S.H.I.E.L.D. look like chumps. So you're going to hire the best killer in the Ultimate Universe because he can't die. You're going to hire, you know, Wolverine, you know, Wolverine, the X-Men's little private uh, assassin. Um, the best it, there is in what he does and what he does isn't very nice. Yeah. Right. And um, 
again, like the 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 interactions, but like for me, I just love the disdain that Betty has for Logan. Oh yeah. But despite all her history, she still loves Bruce, and I think that's the sick tragedy. That's just, that's the the cruel irony in this universe is Betty and Bruce are lovers in tragedy, but not in a way that we're used to in the Marvel universe, the mainstream one. They're both linked because they are literally a toxic superhuman relationship. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's just amazing how this spins, and of course, yes. you know, all yeah, over- just like it, com- comparatively to our, the regular Marvel universe in the comics, you know, uh, she's just trying to be there, supportive of Bruce the whole time, right? And he is a, the victim, but in this, they are both the They're negative. Both- no, they're, they're both they're both the victim and the enabler. That's yeah. that's it's called like codependency. <laughs> that's there you go. that's how that works. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, it is. It is interesting to see how Betty is trying to fight for the safety of Bruce, even though they're talking about killing the Hulk. Um, and that, yeah, we're we're used to Jennifer Walters being his cousin, and here she's just like a scientist next level next generation bruce banner she's she's tinkering around with the same stuff that he was he was playing around with and yeah. uh you know it, it just it, it's it's an interesting juxtaposition i i will say i wasn't yeah. expecting it and and again you know um you know the scene with him and like and it's again the book takes the time which i do appreciate like you see what happened after bruce survived the uh, the 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 botched execution you saw you know you see him trying to kind of essentially do the bill bixby run away from his problems but in every country he can't help himself you know he, he just gets mad um i will admit one of my more favorites one is one where he basically gets back at all the people making fun of him for eating tofurkey <laughs> uh they actually i believe his the uh the, do that joke every day the alias that he uses at that point in time too is bixby yeah right yeah yeah so a nice little, fun little reference to the incredible hulk television show that used to be on yep and then even like if you move a little forward like you got that i mean look that there's that fanboy service right there oh, you know but um you know look at that just hulk just he's, take, he's taken over the uh, the mausoleum, not the mausoleum. I'm sorry, the um, the, the temple. Yeah, the yeah. monks. What and, a guy! Uh, he's got a very, very maestro esque, to be perfectly Indeed. honest. Yeah, and then First thing I this, thought of, I was kind of confused by the overtly sexualized nature of some of this book. Oh, buddy, wait until you read the Ultimates. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. like jesus christ wait, wait there's until, a lot of boob in wait this. until you read hulk's rampage through new york city oh boy yeah yeah thank yeah, you for you reminding know. me there's an article i needed to pitch um, yeah, you're you're in for a real treat if this is really throwing off your equilibrium yeah, especially you. when you see what the wasp does to get hulk's attention and you yeah. know yeah brandon knows but yeah. moving on in the second book you have you know, it's basically explaining how he got there, which yeah. I thought was really nice. For me, it was, I like the philosophy. He's talking to essentially who is the Dalai Lama. And 
you know, the, the whole chicken and the egg. And it's a really interesting way to look at Bruce's relationship with the Hulk. Like, are you know, did you come first or did the Hulk come first? You know, which has always been a thing that a lot of the great Hulk storylines have debated the whole, you know, there was a Hulk before he was ever doused in gamma rays. Yeah, but look, like this art, like go back one, Brandon, I'm sorry. Or, or I'm sorry, forward one rather. Okay, hold on. Yeah, right here. The art on these two pages. I know. It's yeah. so phenomenal. From like the musculature in the Hulk's neck and the rage. There's and you so can feel it coming off of him. And then yeah. worms that going through his bottled neck. rage with Bruce on the right, but contained in his Bruce self. It's, oh my God, it's magnificent. Your well, does great work. Yeah, I, I will say too, um, just as, as we're going through here and looking at these pages, uh, each one of these instances that we're seeing him show up as Hulk uh, well, is one of the instances that was that's listed by Fury with mis yeah. quote mysterious deaths, uh, huge right. casualties. Yep. No, it's just that's just the Hulk in that universe. He's the yep. the powerhouse. France, but... Ireland, of course, Ireland is where they're like. What's eating there, Bixby? Yeah. What kind of sandwich? A tofurkey. Oh, no. Leave him alone, Pat. What? I just know what kind of sandwich our friend is eating. <laughs> yeah, pal. What's you eating there, Bixby? Tell us. Be a big so boy and tell us. Oh, he was certainly a big boy, all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Big bites, too. Some of the too. things they showed Wolverine yeah, proof chomp, of, chomp, uh, chomp. of Hulk's continuing existence was a jar full of his excrement that they were able to collect. <laughs> and uh, in that excrement was somebody's finger. And here, in this instance, we find out, oh, that finger belonged to Pat, who was giving him shit, no pun intended, for <laughs> eating a tofurkey sandwich. Yep. And then, and then we're, we're, you know, again, we're moving forward. You know, we see him in, in Tibet. Poor donkey. Um, I know. Yeah. And then uh, again, like again, I don't want to. I don't want to summarize this because I do want our readers to 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 read the book for themselves. Um, no, I just felt like everything was really moved up because it, it could have been so easy to just make this a big action thing where just Wolverine is slicing up Hulk and he's knocking him through mountains and whatnot. I thought the story really moved well and you know it had its pauses and such i i appreciated that there was some of that because a lot of these you get like thanos versus hulk or whatever versus whoever and mm. it never happens like the fight never happens you sit there and you're just like it's, it's just a story of the yeah and you're just like god damn it this Dude, they they go at it and it, it's good. I mean, from page one for crying yeah. out loud. Like yeah. you start off and he's torn in half. It was great, glorious. And then the story of yeah, I forget is it issue three where Wolverine goes back and tells how he got to there. Like that is yeah. just great. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's that's one of the things I appreciate about this too, is the fact that on uh, the first issue, it's Wolverine who is our narrator yeah. the yeah. entire time. And, and then and, we switch to Bruce for the second issue. And, and he's breaking up, you know, he's kind of doing a Deadpool. He's kind of like, no, 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 too, a little too far, too far back. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, go back, go back. Hold on. You know what? You figure it out, okay? And, and the time <laughs> yeah. jumps work great because sometimes yeah. that stuff can be confusing, but boy, they they a delicate dance he weaved, but man, it works. Yeah. Uh, on many, I, many levels. Yeah. I mean, come on. When have you ever seen the Hulk offer Logan a cocoa? Yeah, right. That was great. You want a cocoa, Logan? Have we gotten to the point where he's back at the mountain, at the top of the mountain, meeting uh, Logan there to get his yep. legs? Oh, yeah. oh, uh, we're we're getting there. We're both uh, okay. There. We're not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're moving through. You know, jumping ahead. I'm excited. It's a great story. It, yeah, it's, it's right. It's, oh, it's he, right here. It's, it's next. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I was saying it's like. It's, just we're, we're we're right there you know you want good. me to eat your right or your left but this is what you guys were just talking talking about like where the fuck do i start not here back up back up no <laughs> keep going too far already done this part stop here's good yeah. that movie sophie's choice yeah me neither <laughs> like yeah. it's fucking great like and- what you want me to eat your left leg or your right leg what and then- <laughs> And then I realized he was serious. Yeah. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. But I mean, the fact that Wolf, that Logan answers him, and then even Hulk's like, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> are, you, are you for real? Like, you are sick. Um, And then you have where they're talking. And it's so, you know, again, you have like that kind of nerd Hulk moment there. And then you see what he says to piss him off. And oh, that was... Dude, oh, right yeah. before he says it, too, I'm reading the book and I'm like, you're getting right to the moment. And I'm like, oh no, he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. it wasn't this that pissed him off. It wasn't no, this that pissed not him this. off. Not this. <laughs> I mean, honestly, isn't that just like kind of Wolverine's base level anyway? That's what he does to piss everybody off. For For real. Real. Like he he switched bodies with Spider-Man. Yeah, I was gonna say, should I split fuck it? It's one issue. He switches bodies with Spider-Man and Ultimate Spider-Man, too. Yeah, you're right. Um, oh, and, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh my and God. one of the I first things fucking Logan does is he sees Mary Jane. He's like, hey, what's Ooh. happening? I'm actually a 140-year-old mutant inside of this Spider-Boy. Yeah, Want to get no, dirty? Let's do this. That's let's turn great. this mother out. And it's pretty funny. Mean- meanwhile, Peter's back at the X-Mansion like, why am I so hairy? Not even, <laughs> that. not even that. He's just freaking out in Logan's body. Um, and it's just so funny. But yeah, so that, and then honestly, I, what the purpose of the Ultimate Universe was to take the characters in new directions. Switching it up with who they made as the Ultimate She Hulk was a great move. Yeah, I like, did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah. That, that that to me. When you realize that it was just some really interesting storytelling on Lindelof's part. And like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, Falling off. You know, and then this tying into the, the main story, we get a better understanding of where she's at. And then what I enjoy is that her her becoming She-Hulk was simply because of a little comment that Iron Man said to her. Yep. Was it just, you need to let us take care of it? Because mm-hmm. we're superpowers and you aren't. You're a normal person. You don't. You don't understand that. the responsibility yeah. and the weight yeah. of what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know. have no idea what it's like to have power. Right. And then what I also enjoy, and I wrote an article about this, is you have this moment where it looks like the ultimate 
Captain America was kind of for registration. Yeah. Yeah. The exact opposite stances. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Tony's like, fuck that, man. You <laughs> right. Know? Um, and I wrote Have everyone that. register, Steve. That's insanity. Yeah, exactly. The anti-civil war. And and um, you know, she does this whole thing, and I'm sorry, the tra- the, the how Jen manipulated everybody, and then she basically I was like, You tricked Nick Fury. Like, do you have any idea how dangerous of an enemy you've made? Dude, that like, you was fucking hilarious. I had to go back and make sure I was reading the right comic. I'm like, what is going on here? Oh yeah, Star Trek. I was, yeah, yeah. Like, I was just like, wow. Like that was one of the moments. Like, yep, yeah, this is dating this book a bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I honestly, I went back and reread as well, uh, just because I was yeah. like, is, is that really? Did he say that? And oh, yep, no, he did. <laughs> he like he, did. he pulls out the fucking recorder. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yep, it was it was it was really great. And then again, like the fact that Betty uh, was calling out Fury is like. Where I come from, like, you come from Connecticut, man. He's yeah. Like, Damn. And he got jokes. Um, yeah, like Connecticut's fucking idyllic. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I've driven through New London. Don't you fucking try to piss on my <laughs> leg and tell me it's raining, all right? Um, it was like a no, Dave but, Chappelle sketch. I'm like, gun store, gun store, liquor store, gun store. Where the fuck am I right now? Yeah. But it was, it, it was, yeah, and then again, like God, when she turns, that's just oh God, that was beautiful. Especially just the whole thing where, again, she tells him, "It's like you tell Tony Hark, I, Stark, I get it now." Yeah. Or the, was that as good for you as it was for me? And I'm just yeah. like, she goes, like through a <laughs> orgasm, metamorphosis. Oh yeah, like and then, and then the fact that that Hulk recognizes her and his first oh, yeah. thing is, "You broke my heart, now I want to break you." I'm like, oh boy, yeah. No, I'll break Betty. Even Wolverine was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Whoa, break Betty. Bam, a limp. Nope. Not <laughs> all right, all right. And this was fun, too. Do I'm going to go back and talk about the panda. Like, okay, do I get about more it. about the panda somewhere? No. This is the only time we see the panda. But but it's this, this is, again. Sorry that they, the artists and writers couldn't panda to your every whim. Get out. All right, that's that's a wrap on Brandon. Everyone to have a panda as Wolverine's spirit animal is pretty damn funny. Oh, it, but they are—they're vicious fucking animals. Like, and not just that with the panda. And not just that. Well, when he tried to pop his claws, he had flowers. <laughs> you know, I was like, you can't harm your spirit animal in your dreamscape, little Wolverine. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> uh, no, it's great. And then. This one also made a wonderful case about Logan's healing factor. I think his healing factor in some ways was a little bit more powerful here than it was in the mainstream. I mean, he's literally ahead. Yeah. You know, yeah. we saw in the universe beheading. No, they explained that right well, there. It's sort of, but like, it's still like, yeah, you said maybe even you're in a vacuum. About healing, but it is about surviving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but and, but, he, but he says, "Do you know how you're breathing right now?" And he's like, Ma- "Magic, <laughs> breathing through your skin." Like, yeah. Which I was like, because as soon as he started talking, he was just ahead. I'm like, "All right, listen, I'm willing to read a comic book where this guy can heal and has claws that pop out, and this other dude turns big and green when he's angry, 
And now the girl that he used to date is also like bigger and greener and angrier. But this, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it was very different. And it was, it mm. was, plus it also on top of it, what you like is that, that Nick Fury does not have friends. Every friend he has, he is, I will fuck you over at any chance of you get in my way. And this Logan was a, that. This was the first time I realized Forge's name. I was like, oh my God. That you never understood so much- why they Did called him Forge? you think he was French and they called him Forge or something? I was like, Forge. And like, I'm just like, oh, that 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 really makes sense now. Yeah, it's, it's the maestro in Forge. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so, Italian. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Like I said, there were small moments. Like, I love when him and Forge were talking and he makes the the references and he's like, didn't take you as a Star Trek fan. I'm like, that dated the kid from the Goonies. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, yeah. That was great. And then even this, where Logan's like, are you guys fighting or are you fucking? Like, I'm confused. You know, again, <laughs> yeah. it, it, this whole, again, great. Everything is like, I don't think there was any point I didn't understand what was going on. And I think that's a real yeah. credit to, to the, the writer. You know, everything was explained well. Everything moved. Nothing. I was like, oh, okay, come on. You know, uh, and it was, was just fun. There was an interesting bit here with Logan when he was he was locked up by Fury. Something that I, had never occurred to me before seeing it in this comic. Mm-hmm. But they they put restraints around his hands, yeah. which you know, if you know, at first glance, you'd be like, uh, oh, okay, good luck. You you just put restraints on the hands of a guy that pops out adamantium claws, but he actually mm-hmm. says in it, like he can't make fists inside of the gauntlets that they put his hands in. And he can only pop his claws when he, when he makes a fist. Yeah. I never thought of the mechanics of it. I never realized, I never thought of it like, Oh, he could probably only do that when he pulls down on his own fingers like that. It's interesting. Yeah. It's like one of those little details that they were able to kind of like throw in there. That makes a lot of sense that, once you see it, it's like, oh, how do I not incorporate this like forevermore whenever I think about this character? Yeah, totally. So, but then, you know, the whole thing moving on, but then, I mean, the last issue is really where everything just comes to hell, and that's just a fun ride. I mean, I don't know what's what's better in it. It's where he's, one, how he, how he proves he gets through a metal detector, um, which <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, um, it's made of soap. It's all right. The fact that he's literally basically fighting Betty as She-Hulk, completely naked, um, was just amusing as hell to me. Um, but the fact that you really see how vicious Ultimate Wolverine is, like he is literally, if you don't do this, I will fucking. Yeah, he's fucking. And she, I mean, she took out one of his eyes. And it's literally, and he literally like, if you don't transform and put that collar on, I will kill you. And I, have I will, no I will pop it. his third claw, and that will be that. And I yep. love how they even explain him growing back. His eye takes a little bit longer because it's more complicated fucking tissues. Yeah, that in itself is a reference to Wolverine. You know, his patch identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought, I thought that the second I saw the, the the eye patch, I'm like, oh, we're hitting, we're hitting some of the classics here. Nice. <laughs> We going to Magic Four. 
And he, even even this here, you know, with the co- you know Bruce Collard on the plane and uh, and whatnot, it was just great. Talk about a dangerous place to be confronting him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I mean, all, maybe maybe one of the safest as well. Yeah, because there's there's only so much the Hulk could do in the air. But then again, yeah. oh, I mean, uh, I don't think that Wolverine necessarily cares about the collateral damage. That's yeah. true. Neither of them seem to really. Well, yeah. uh, Bruce does now, it seems. Yeah, but it, it is interesting that uh, they managed to close the airplane door again after. Yeah, he got out. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that's a thing, but you know, okay. I'll allow it. Universe. <laughs> It might have been yeah, like I just like how Wolverine like gets out of the plane and then clearly sticks his claws through the side of the plane where somebody is definitely sitting because it's right over a window mm-hmm. <laughs> and just closes the door to the plane behind him. It literally says Kathunk for the onomatopoeia on the page. I was like, Yeah, all right. I mean, he's a dick in a lot of other aspects, but very considerate of you to close the door behind you, Logan. We appreciate Indeed. it. And then it, it, it's the whole drop. And then at the end, it's just where Fury is waiting for him. Well, this is awkward. <laughs> you know, well, ain't this awkward? <laughs> well, yeah. And, and it's funny because, Brandon, I think this is the last, I think this series is the last time we saw Betty Ross. We didn't really see her. Yeah. Nope. Right? Nope. So, kind of what Fury said was true. Like, they hot, she's his blackmail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, because. You know, she wasn't going to be doing PR for the Ultimates anymore. She's essentially turned herself into a Hulk. Yep. So she's his leverage. He's another playing card. Yeah, she's his leverage to keep the Hulk in line. You know. Yeah. Um, And and clearly, clearly, it works. Gamma harlot. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. Even at the end, I swear, like fucking Bruce got the best of them. (laughs) My soul got ripped out a long time. I thought you would grow everything. Fuck you, Banner. <laughs> Fuck you, Banner. Yeah. Fuck you, Bub. It's gonna carry him like a fucking football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jumping around. I wanted to see that. I, I mean, just, I like the fact that Wolverine's the one that suggested it. You know, <laughs> like he's like, yeah, he, nothing's he's beneath like, him. He's like, dude, this is a long could, fucking walk. You no, know, tuck me under your arm like a football and drop me off in the nearest town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Logan, so Maybe. efficient. Give me a second. Need to catch my wind. Well, thank goodness <laughs> that they finished this story because for a while there, the, it, it, it was not looking very good. Oh, really? And, and uh, because they made a lot of jokes in other Ultimate comics about like the 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 gap between when the issues were mid completing them. They made a lot of jokes. Um, um, I think like Ultimate X Men ninety seven. Wolverine is talking to Colossus, and he's like, "Man, you should have seen what I did to the Hulk after I healed up. That was epic." And Ultimates Three, God, um, references the unfinishedness because I think Wolverine faces like a another version of the Hulk, and he was like, "I wish you were the Hulk." Me and him got unfinished business. Um, and then, and then, and. and I'm sorry to say it, Brandon. I'm gonna have to reference this. An ultimatum. Ugh. They, they, Wolverine and Hulk meet up again, and he's like, "I remember you. You t- Hulk tore you in half." And Lo- Wolverine's like, "I really hope we weren't going to revisit that again." <laughs> you know, before 
um, Jean Grey kind of reminds him, hi, bigger fish than you two. Can we can we focus here? Cosmic <laughs> Um Yeah, Rich. Yeah, hello. You- Jeff Loeb is in the middle of trying to destroy all of the goodwill with every single comic book reader that this line yeah. has created. Can we Rich, get to it, please? Yeah, Rich, do you remember back in the day when I was talking about if we had where we all reviewed one more day, but we were drunk doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I still really want to do at some point. Cause I think that would be the best, most mm-hmm. awkward flash pages ever. Um, just four issues. And by the end of it, we're dead. Um, can, you, can you guys let me know when you do that? Cause I would, I would like to, I would like. To yeah. To- oh, totally. You, know, you see, Brandon, <laughs> see if we were to do that, that would be like a bi-monthly thing. And one of the, we, um, we, one of the, books we would do would be probably we'd review ultimatum it would be like a drinking contest my god like, can you imagine I'm like wow the only thing that came good out of ultimatum is this yeah is, for real as i checked my liver and it's still intact um, <laughs> but but um no like rich it's bad man it's not yeah. good it's not good it's, it's the opposite of good Rich, it literally what I'm talking about is Ultimate book is literally considered one of the worst Marvel comics that has ever been published. I remember Ultimatum, but I don't know that I ever. I, I don't know that I read that series. Yeah, don't. I mean, I mean, if you want to find, I mean, the one saving grace in it is it's probably one of Finch's best artwork. Like he, it's beautiful. However, story wise, garbage. It 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 They're tried. Animals. It tried to level the playing field so other characters could grow and whatnot. It just did fail. It it really did. And it it, it was too much at once for what it was they also, wanted to do. It was, it was also a lot of, of, of randomness and a lot of things that really didn't fit with the vibe. Like the Ultimate Universe was very dark. Yeah, it it, it, it became it was a kitchen sink story arc. Yeah. It yeah, was just Jeff- yeah, just flush it all down. Jeff yeah. Loeb threw everything into into that, and instead of resolving any sort of threads and you know opening oh. the doorway for for new stuff, it just soured everything and, that it touched. And the and the Ultimate Universe, Rich and Jeremy, it never really came back from that. Like it would still went on, and it's you know Bendis still wrote Ultimate Spider-Man. Mark Millar came back for um, at that time, which was the Avengers. So it was the Ultimate Avengers. It was his Black Ops team was the Avengers. Mark Millar came back for that. All those were great. Even so, the so even the Ultimates, Ultimates Two, Ultimate X Men, Ultimate Spider-Man. Is that it? Is that all the good stuff? No, uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah, I would say up till Mike Carey's run, to be yeah. quite honest. Yeah, not the um, whole thing. Yeah, Rich, I'll make you a list because I, I, and I shit you not, I pretty much own all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, except I remember the Ultimate Spider Man. Well, movie. I mean, the, really the thing is with Ultimate Fantastic Four, I, I don't know, I would recommend reading the whole thing only because of the fact that the maker. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but Jeremy, the same thing. Like honestly, I can make a list for both of you guys if you do want to have like, kind of start going into the the Ultimate Universe, because you gotta. Well, that was definitely a good introduction. Yeah, you you gotta paint yourself. I was like, wow, this is really kind of. And 
and if the artwork that, keeps up too like that that, that oh wait to see brian hitch's stuff in in ultimates man you're gonna you yeah, know lots yeah but That's you know good. also brendan you know it'd be another good thing for you guys to do for for um your do spider-man when peter and miles met that's a great story oh uh wait, hold on uh like spider-verse or no 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 spider-man it was when oh oh yeah 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 uh, yeah, yeah. That, i mean that's not a bad one that's um great... we're actually yeah. we're gonna be doing a an edge of spider-verse uh comic book uh coming up nice. because it, yeah i'm trying to do some uh horror theme stuff coming up for Oh, uh, are you gonna Halloween do the spider one? Yeah, we're gonna do the. the... Yo, that one was creepy as fuck. That was. Creepy. Yeah, that's exactly exactly. That's why I was like, oh, this is a great chance to to do that. Um, you, should, you should also do that first arc, the Web of Spider Man, the Garthenis, um, John McCrea one, the 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 uh, the million. You remember the bully one? Yep, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's uh, perfect Halloween. Yeah, but, we, 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 you know, we're trying to stick with alternate. Stuff no, I know, too, but I'm so. just saying that, that's a good. <laughs> yeah, one. no, it is a, it is a good. I know exactly what you're talking about. I would love to talk about the other, but it's, it's canon, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, in terms of ultimate, because we're we're coming across the one and a half mark, we should try to end on that, or at least one forty five. Yeah. Um, how many, how many vibranium pop claws are we reading these? <laughs> Let, yeah, hold on, I'm trying to think of this. Um, I'm trying to think of the best thing we can say for this one. Because a part of me wants to say how many gerbils this is, and I'm like, no. It's too on the nose. Um, or tuning forks. or Angry X's. Angry uh, Green X's. How no, many Angry Green X's? I got, I, got, I got a better one. How many cups of cocoa? There you go. Ooh, I'd love a go. Cup. How many too hot cups of cocoa? <laughs> too hot cups. Yeah. Uh, right. God damn it, Steve. Makes it too hot. <laughs> <laughs> um personally for me um i'm gonna give this you know as a fan of the ultimate universe rereading this i remember how much fun it is i'm gonna give it a, a solid four four and a half i mean it's a great story the artwork is stupid it's literally one of lennel's best um and i've loved him ever since i first saw his work on superman birthright that he did with mark wade and that is gorgeous work I'm, I'm, you know what? I give it like a four, a four point three. It's not perfect, but it's pretty fun, and I, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So four point three for me. Four point three cups of cocoa. Nice. What do you think, Jeremy? I'm gonna do the 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 thing, and I've never done this. Nobody else I think's ever done this. I'm giving it five because it was like the perfect introduction into a universe that I've never uh, read before. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun with it. The art was amazing. I was uh, completely like involved from the beginning to the end. Each uh, part of the story was, I was laughing, having fun. Like really, I took a, a break right before he, he got to the part where he said what he said to uh, uh, Bruce yeah. about Betty. And, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is really good. And I got up, took a walk around, like, made a coffee and, like, sat back down with it and was, like, finished through that one, got to the next one. Like, it was an easy read. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I Definitely a five. Okay, cool. Nice. All right, Rich, what about you? 
Uh, for me, I mean, I suggested this story. I, I, I love this story when it came out. Um, it, it was heartbreaking that it took a couple of years, but uh, to finally get back to it and reread the whole thing in one semblance was, uh, was amazing. Um, I mm-hmm. feel strong about it. So I'm going to give it a 4.65. Cool. Um, not uh, again, not a hundred percent perfect, but I mean, it, it's a great, enjoyable read. The art is remarkable, and uh, yeah, just another fun Hulk story. And uh, yeah. who, who doesn't like Dark Banner? Dark Banner. What about you, Brandon? Uh, I would, I would give it uh, probably four point two five cups of cocoa. Um, yeah. I'm familiar with the Ultimate Universe, and it's been a while since I revisited it, and, and it was, it was really nice. Uh, I had never read this particular story before. Oh, nice! And, yeah, so for me to jump in to to check it out so I could actually talk about it, uh, I I pulled it up and I was like, oh my god, it's five issues. Did I give myself enough time to do this? Not that you know, not that five issues is necessarily anything, but. I had no idea what the pacing of the story was going to be. And I think we all can agree that sometimes, even if you want to read something, it can feel like a chore. Sure. Just yeah. trying to get through parts of it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get that from this. I, I read it and it sailed by, man. I was yeah. actually surprised when I came up on the very end. I was like, Whoa, hold on. That just like snuck up on me. Right. Um, but you know, I, I don't give it, I don't give it a, a full blown five. Uh, just, just because of the fact that like you know they they put forth some fun ideas in here and i like the the outside editorialization that like because we ne- we never saw uh betty ross again it was likely because of this um right. but i think something a little bit more concrete outside of this one mini series might have been a little bit better just like looking at big picture stuff yeah. Which ended up being a bit of an issue for Ultimate Comics, like we said all together. Um, yeah. But man, this this was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not ready to just hand out like fours to fives on on any book I read. And sure, for yep. for this to to for this to fall clearly into that category, I was like, I was so pleasantly surprised. I I really was. It <laughs> didn't it didn't feel like. Um, sort of schlock wow <laughs> right outside my window I like rich I loved you in Greece too <laughs> Greece like Greece too my god the yeah. best Greece who's um, that guy you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know this this comic do it very- for your country could have very easily been a schlock fest it, it could have just been slug after slug and just no real substance to it and the fact like we were saying throughout the entirety of the show that they really paced it very evenly and the juxtaposition between now and then and narrators they they had a lot of balls up in the air and they juggled them expertly sure. Mm-hmm. I probably would have given it a five if there had been just like a little bit more of a dynamic ending, like a little bit more of a climactic ending for the two characters. Like I, I, I understand like the whole Butch Cassidy and Sundance thing at the very end kind of deal. But I, I feel like a big story like this should have had just a slightly bigger finish. 
I don't know what that is. I'm not here to I'm not here to try to figure out the story point that it could have been. It just right. felt a little anticlimactic. Especially since we know Brandon where like we we've read Ultimate, so we know where the Hulk ends up in yeah. terms of the Ultimates. We know that Wolverine eventually ends up back with the X-Men, you know. So we know that you know it wasn't just like Logan, where'd you go? Out. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh there there's definitely that, but you know, I agree with you. Like, you know, the Ultimate Universe lived on, but yet we never saw anything of Betty, and she technically was another Hulk. So, yeah, that there, there, I think there was there was opportunity there to do a little bit more with the Hulk in the Ultimate Universe, um, mm -hmm. because of what they set forth. And I just find it a little disheartening that you yeah. know I wasn't I wasn't truly aware of it until I read this, even yeah. though I had read so many of the other Ultimate books, yep. and. And retroactively now i'm like oh shit like that really sucks like that would have been a really interesting plot point altogether absolutely. and they never used it they had it right there it was in their their bank and yep. instead we we end up getting just crap later on and you know but regardless like they could have i mean they could have easily See, ended this with like a, a bit more of a, with all the 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 the, the ending I'm maybe like... maybe if they maybe if they had ended this with a little bit more of like the bleak ending that that betty was getting mm -hmm. then it, it would have given you that like chill to leave oh, off maybe on. like yeah, yeah sure hurt like down in a cell somewhere yeah like. and and you know that could have seeded it a bit more for like oh maybe we we'll see more in the future obviously that was not the case but like to me that seems like a missed opportunity maybe like one mm -hmm. big splash page at the end yeah yeah like exactly like her locked in the cell like looking yeah. out the window somewhere yeah like that it's, it's something like that different people's perception brandon because like for me that whole last page that melt that made me feel like I wanted to see those guys now do a TV show and have it be a buddy comedy. And I could see them like being younger or being like in college together and fucking with each other all the time and still being kind of dark. And that's, and, and I get that. But in, on like the other side of that coin for me, it's like uh, that would never happen because these are not two dudes who would be buddy, buddy, or even all that oh, funny no. with one another. It would just be death and destruction like through <laughs> and through. So like, yeah. That could be that, funny. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a fun like Adult Swim like fifteen minute cartoon. I think. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but it, otherwise, it, like, like I said, like the they were clearly going for a Western thing, like you know, going off into the sunset together. Sure. I obviously, I I get it. I've I've seen Shane for crying out loud, but you know, I just I feel like if if they kind of ended it on a little bit more of like a like a gasp. Or full on kind of like more of a moment, kind of like more of a downer ending. Yeah, you know, something that snaps you back to the reality of some of the shit that you just saw. Like this yeah. is all fun and dandy. Like, oh, Hulk's still alive, but and Betty is Wolverine's still alive. But uh, Betty just like literally destroyed her life, and it's and he loves honestly, Betty because she wanted to make sure that Bruce didn't get killed. Right, you know, like, he he ruined his life for because of her. So now it's kind of the certain that the cycle yeah. is complete. So, so mutual destruction. Basically. Yeah. But so, you know, that's that's just my own bag. You know, if, if if it had maybe done something a little bit more, I I'd probably jump it up to five, honestly, because yeah. everything else about this was damn near perfect. Well, 
I, well, I will say this, like if they ever do, um, if we ever review any of the other Ultimate stuff, Brandon, we'll definitely have you here, especially if it's any Ultimate Spider-Man stuff. Oh, oh my God, please. Absolutely. Hey, I, I just thought of a news thing while we were finishing up here. Did you guys hear that um, they've, they're officially um, retiring James Earl Jones, but he's oh, yeah, the voice. the right so that they can continue using his voice into the Star Wars universe until yep. Infinity uh, and Beyond? Honestly, wow. I mean, listen, 45 years is a hell of a run. And honestly, I mean, listen, that man, that man, you know, did his part. He's that's the voice you hear when you hear it. Do you guys hear music? It's just in your head, Jeremy. (laughs) Do you guys hear anybody playing holding out for a hero? Is that just the theme music that's always running in my head? (laughs) <laughs> oh just me never mind then it's very symphonic whatever it is i'm sorry i i, I can kind of see him listening to that and kind of doing in you know, a little little kevin bacon footloose dance while he's harvesting you know they just why not you know hold enough for a hero to the morning night you know he's gotta be fast and he's got on my be little fast. tractor yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's got a eye as a kite. My foot's stuck <laughs> in the pedal. God damn it, I'm stuck. I can't get out. Oh my god. Yeah, that, that was the one part of the, of the many moments in Footloose. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, call it bullshit. Who does <laughs> their construction equipment with keys in it for teenagers to just engage in the worst game of chicken ever? My god. Like, All right, well. I think we've we've reached yeah, we're our, at the wrap up point. Yeah, sure. we're on footloose. <laughs> a limit. We we've gone we've we've gone to plaid now. We're we're no longer <laughs> talking about comic books and the like. We've gone to Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon esque dancing while while trimming plants. Uh, so let's uh, let's start off telling everybody where we can uh, find one another. Uh, Rich. Uh, uh, hey, uh, you can find me on uh, the TikTok. I'm Velvet Joker One. Uh, Instagram, I am uh, Velvet Joker Twenty Twenty One, and you can find me here every Tuesday on the award-winning Splash pages at eight PM, or uh, wherever you find your podcast that you like to listen to, watch, etc. Et Excellent. <laughs> Echo. <laughs> Jeremy, Jar Jar, Jeremy comic book lovers buy sell trade and auction on the facebooks if you want to buy sell comics and stuff you can do it there and if you're looking to do an online poll uh box of comics with an x at the end uh that they'll get you all your stuff your weekly poll and stuff they're really good all right and mr drew hi everyone um you can find me here on Tuesdays I'm on social medias. I do stuff with the dorkening, stuff with Screen Rant. I'm places, I'm things. And um, I don't know, kick off your Sunday shoes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I hope they land on Kenny Loggins. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Brandon Powers, uh, a.k.a. Powerful Brandon. Uh, if you feel so inclined, come on over to the Facebook group Powers Combined. We're a group of dorks that just like to get together, share memes, info, good times, laughs to be had by all. Our number one rule there is don't be a jerk. If you violate that, you will be booted immediately. Uh, you can follow me on social media. at On Twitter, I'm at Brandon's Powers. And on Instagram, it's this Brandon has powers. Uh, you can normally find me uh, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. on the Dorkening Wednesday night show. 
and I also do a couple of podcasts. One is uh, The Dork Knight with Leo Pond and Justin Cooper, in which we discuss and dissect all things Batman. And the other one is Comics Paradox, in which we discuss uh, alternate reality tales and takes like Elseworlds, what ifs, as well as story arcs and storylines like Armageddon 2001 or Amalgam Comics. Um, we, we do that uh, every Sunday. It's released uh, bi-weekly, so you'll get Dork Night one Sunday and then Comics Paradox the next. Uh, that's uh, 8 a.m. and you can find 8 a.m. on Sundays and you can find them uh, wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. And aside from that, well, that's the wrong format. I keep doing that. Everybody, have a great night. Peace out. Thanks for coming by, guys. Bye, everyone. Watch your holes.